All right, this is Grind Season. I'm Jason Smith, one of your co-hosts here on the Grind Season podcast on Odyssey and co-host of the Jason John Midday Radio Show here in Memphis on 92.9 FM ESPN. Uh, that shows every day from 11 to 2 on 92.9. Uh, this show is on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your uh, podcasts. But, of course, you get it on that free Odyssey app. Download, hit subscribe for us. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JasonSmith929. Uh, the man beside me is the great Anthony Sane, the very talented Anthony Sane, tribal chief of Grizz Twitter, man who's done it now for the last 10 years, covering the Grizzlies in all forms, all platforms. You can follow him on Twitter at Sane Asylum. Brother Sane, how are you, sir? Man, I'm good. I'm live from an undisclosed counseling center somewhere in North Memphis. I was going to say, I couldn't tell if that was a new place. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> I'm in the same place, man. I, I'm, okay, because yeah, the painting does house. look the same. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same place. Okay. So you're Might not down there with Ja. I was trying to see if you're down there with Ja. No, I ain't down there with Ja, man. I ain't nowhere in Florida, no. Now, I, we normally record these at nighttime or in the evening. Daylight savings time, 5.30 hit different. So, hey, here we are, man. Hey, we, we, we on TV. We are not, we are on TV, but y'all can see our, our handsome faces. I put my good shirt on, my fresh out of work, fresh out of work shirt. You know, I did so not. I'm on my spring break uh, vacation. Yeah, yeah do yeah. stuff around the house. Uh, yeah, like you got a little splash or stuff. Like you got something that on there with some white gravy or something. You got something going on, brother. We gonna we gonna push through it, man. Sure. A little stain, little stain right here. A little yeah, lunch uh-huh. food stain right here. That's happening. Uh-huh, yeah, we're little, pushing little, through. Little, Y'all yeah, see, I got the pink thing. room now that we're on YouTube. Want to go ahead and show off my wife's <laughs> office that I do the podcast from. Yeah, see it well uh, weekly now, twice a week on YouTube. Yeah, man, for sure. It's, it's an exciting moment, man. We are available on YouTube. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to that. I don't know what you're subscribing to, but I know that we are on YouTube. We'll get the information. will come out soon. Thank you guys for rocking with us uh, so far. This is episode 36, I believe. 36, Correct. 36, one or two. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Well, we're here to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. A lot of things going on, a lot of things good and bad. Um, you know, a lot of, lot of stuff came out yesterday. You know, a big win. Had some news before the game. We'll talk about that and many more things today. Yep. First things first. Again, you can hear us uh, this grind season podcast twice per week. Uh, this will be the first of two this week on that free Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for grind season. That's S-Z-N. Do us a solid again by pushing that subscribe button. We thank you very much. On this edition of grind season, Sane's already laid out a lot of it. Uh, John Morant, while he's reportedly in a counseling program in Florida, the Grizzlies have won three straight. Since we last talked, last time we talked, they were coming off a pretty nasty loss to the Lakers. Beat Golden State, beat Dallas twice, of course, both without Luka and Kyrie. But at this point in the season, doesn't matter who's not there. It just matters that you get the W. That's put Memphis back in the sole possession of second place in the West. That's big. A game ahead of Sacramento and four and a half games uh, ahead of Phoenix uh, uh, in that fourth place spot. So with 15 games left. Second easiest schedule the rest of the way, at least according to opponent win percentage. It's looking more and more likely like the Grizz won't fall below that number three spot. What's uh, We'll ask saying what stood out the most for him during this three-game winning streak because there's a lot to talk about. but some individual performances we've got to get into, but certainly as a team, the Grizzlies have looked a lot better now without John Morant, who's missed, I think we're at five games now for Morant missed. Uh, so we'll talk about what the Grizzlies are doing so well, at least here in this last three and a little bit of look ahead uh, to what's coming. Uh, John Morant, we mentioned it going into treatment. Do we think he's done for the regular season? Taylor Jenkins has talked to, has continued to say no timetable. 
Uh, clearly, Moran is seeking a different kind of help in terms of uh, off the court uh, than we typically seen here of, 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 of late. We're not talking about a rehab, a physical therapy, anything like that. So we'll, uh, well, I don't know, since no timetable, we'll ask ourselves, what does it mean if John Moran's out for the rest of the regular season? Uh, those kinds of things. Maybe the Grizzlies are in a little bit better spot now to sort of absorb uh, if John Morant's gone for the final 15 games. You know, hopefully that's not the case. We'll discuss. And then finally, uh, since we've had three games since we last talked, we'll talk about who brought the seasoning, who did or uh, who was or was not hot for the Grizzlies over the last three games. I can certainly uh, think of a young man who's certainly deserving of some sort of accolades. We'll see if Sane and I are of the same mind on that. So that's the show. Uh, we'll go back. Let's start saying we said it. Last time we talked, coming off a 112-103 loss of the Lakers, a lot has changed. You beat Golden State, handled Golden State mm -hmm. uh, here in Memphis, beat Dallas uh, here in Memphis before you hit out on the road and you get Dallas there 104-88 in a game that was much more comfortable than the one was right. here at FedEx Forum mm -hmm. where, man, in the third quarter, it almost felt like Twilight Zone. Like it's about a nightmare loss. Yeah. yeah, without Luka and without Kyrie is just running on you. And the Grizzlies all of a sudden seem to have no answers. They did right the ship win the game in the fourth quarter so i say now big picture look what has stood out the most to you what have you liked the most in terms of these three straight wins for the uh for the grizzlies without john Morant? um you can name individual players i'm just going to throw something out that's more of a blanket statement more general about what i'm saying guys are accepting the responsibility and they're doing what they need to do to pull out wins they're finding their own identity without stephen adams uh without brandon clark without john Morant, like you said uh, it's, it's been a tough run without those guys, but they found a way to kind of reinvent themselves, reinvent the way they like to play. Uh, we were calling a, we were calling Xavier Tillman, you know, pretty much a, a store brand, Steven Adams with the way they were trying to play, still play the same way as if Steven Adams was out there. And we're seeing that kind of work now. Uh, Tillman's kind of adjusting to that role. Um, he got a big offensive rebound yesterday. I can't remember the particular stretch of play what happened, but I remember him getting one big, uh, offensive rebound that led to, um, a, a bucket, uh, in the second half. Um, they're really just finding ways to make things happen, man. Tyus Jones has been good. Desmond Bain has been phenomenal. David Roddy, of course. Um, you know, Jaron has been Jaron's been coming along. Um, they've been finding ways to win, man. And guys who guys who normally will play a lesser role, they're having to do more things now. And they're just they're finding an identity. They're finding a way to win in spite of everything. And kudos to Dylan Brooks. His leadership has been phenomenal. Been kind of all over the place sporadically, production-wise, but as far as being the leader, letting his walk matches talk, he's been doing those type of things. And like I said, this team is really um, playing some good basketball the next over the last uh, three games, like you said. Do you feel like, and, and I don't, you know, 15 games left uh, until the rest of the regular season, do you feel like this three-game stretch in terms of, like, you know, finding some balance and consistency, mm -hmm. you know, treading water while Ja's gone – uh, with what's happened with Phoenix and obviously not having Kevin Durant, uh, you're now four and a half games ahead of that four spot. Do you think this has kind of solidified them in terms of not dropping below three? We know Sacramento is only a game behind you. You know, that's still possible. They could catch you. They were just tied with you. But do you think it all does, – does this three-game losing streak change at all how you feel about the Grizzlies' chances of dropping below a top three seed? Have they, have they, yeah, have they, have they won their way out of that is what I'm asking. Yeah, I think they're fine. I, I've, I've never thought they weren't going to be fine. Uh, you remember here and you guys show whatever. I've said that I wasn't impressed by the NBA trade deadline as much as other people were. Teams definitely made moves, but it's a matter it's a matter of if those moves are going to work. Uh, I joked on Twitter yesterday about how 
the commentators for the game. They were talking everything about Dallas and, and about Kyrie Irving, about Luka Doncic, but not acknowledging the fact that they're not good with both of those guys on the court. They have not been a good team at all. And that team is below 500 now, that Dallas Mavericks team who, you know, when it was Luka and, and, and just a bunch of role players, they look like a much better team than what you see out there now. When that Hardy kid is, has to go off the way he's going off, man. They don't have they don't they're not a good team defensively. They're playing zone defense for that's the only time that something really works. Is when he they're is good zone though. I'm I'm with you. Hardy, I like Hardy though. Oh I, yeah, Hardy's a baller. You know what I mean? You know, he's a yeah. baller for sure. He's one of he was a good high school player, you know, whatever. But um that team, that team's just not that good, man. And, and no, even with Luke and Kyrie, their records, I think they have a losing record with those two guys combined. Uh they're below 500 now. Um the Grizzlies are, you know, you, you had then you have, like you said, Kevin Durant is out. The Grizzlies are fine, in my opinion. I don't I don't think anybody behind them can catch them. Um, I think they've shown that they're a competent team, even without Ja, even without Steven Adams, even without Brandon Clark. This team just finds a way to win. And I think that they're five and a half games up on Phoenix. Them and Sacramento are probably gonna go back and forth. That, that's four, gonna come four down and to half, four and a half on Phoenix. Four and a half on yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, I'm not I've never been concerned about the teams behind us. And I'm not now. Um, the Clippers, the game against us was the first game they won since they got Russell Westbrook. I'm not worried about those, any of those teams behind us. Golden State is looking like, you know, the best team out of that bunch. And we just beat those guys. You know, we beat them pretty handily, you know, here in Memphis. So, yeah, man, I'm not I'm not worried about any of those teams behind us as far as catching us is concerned. It, it's been, after all the trade, shake, trade deadline shakeup, it's still been Memphis, Denver, Sacramento. At the end of the day, those are still your top three teams. We have uh, we've we've asked questions about you know minutes in terms of deploying guys and whether it's him or mm-hmm. management, a directive from management to play guys less when it comes to Taylor Jenkins. Uh, right. We've talked about you know why he's using certain guys in the rotation and not others. So we've we've certainly uh, had our criticisms this year of Taylor Jenkins. But I, uh, I say that to ask you, saying um, how much I, I, credit has got to be the word does he deserve in terms of, you know, what they're going through right now, having lost Ja, you lose Brandon Clark, no Steven Adams back, obviously had a setback. And, you know, I, I realize it's Dallas without Luka and Kyrie, and, and maybe you catch Golden State, who, who's been bad on the road all year long. But in terms of stabilizing things, when you need your head coach to do so, um, how much of the uh, of what's happened does does Taylor Jenkins deserve credit for? I don't like giving Taylor Jenkins a lot of credit because he's so stubborn. When it comes down to things, it seems like they should be so simple. You know what I mean? Um, but I will say this. I'll throw this out to you, Jason Smith, and I'll throw this out to our listening audience. Um, this is just kind of spitballing, just kind of throwing something out. What if it's a little easier to coach this team when your alpha personality, your superstar – who has admittedly had some stuff he's been dealing with on and off the court. What if it's a little easier to coach this team when Jaws not out there? Is it could that be a possibility? You can do more things. You might can yeah. you might can you know pull the reins a little differently when Jaws not there. Not saying that Jaws the problem or anything because we you know we're far from the point where we we're in the clear. Where we feel like we're you know we don't have anything left to do. But I could definitely see a situation where if you got if you got these guys to deal with as opposed to Ja and these guys, it may be a little easier to coach 
uh, this particular lineup. I, I I think that Taylor Jenkins is a good cho- good coach, but there's certain things about him that just seriously grind my gears, and I just don't understand. For one, you just saw David Roddy have a game where he had 20 plus points, went crazy in the fourth quarter, and you're still playing John Conchar is still your first wing off the bench. I don't get it. I never will get it. I don't care what spreadsheets or or <laughs> advanced metrics show. I don't care about any of that. David Roddy is a much I'd much rather see David Roddy be your backup small forward right now who can play some three he can play some four I much rather he can play some two I much rather see him than any version of John Conchar that we've seen this season and, and the fact that Conchar is still your first guy off the bench even before Luke Kennard who's shooting the hell out of the ball those type of moves with with, with Taylor Jenkins always have and always will continue to bother me the fact that you rarely see Jaron and Santi playing together I just don't I just do not I don't understand it, and I, I'll give him his props when they're, when they're deserved. I think he's doing a great job coaching, but I will say I, I, I would not be surprised if John not being there kind of makes things easier where he can kind of coach a different style of play with a different bunch of guys. Uh, Taylor Jenkins gets no credit from Anthony saying, want to make sure that's hard. <laughs> I ain't saying that, man. I, I, mean, I ain't uh, saying that at all. Man. Come on now. Uh, Zero to five percent, perhaps. Man, uh, he's kind of winning this fight. He's kind of winning this fight. I, I, I get, I get your point on uh, on Conchar being the first one off, and and all of what he had. He had one point in two games, twenty five minutes, twenty five minutes in that in that Dallas win down there. One point in twenty five minutes, and and none uh, in the game before. In the game no before. Yeah. But but. Roddy did play 26 minutes in the second game. So it was it wasn't it wasn't like he completely ignored what had happened, you know, transpired the, the game before against Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Like he he played him more minutes. I, I'm with you on just just stop with Conchar. Like at this real point. quick, Jason. Real Go quick, ahead. man. Let, let's say that you played, and your wife Roddy played 26 minutes in the second game against Dallas. Smith, let's say that throw out a scenario that could be true. It's spring break weekend, spring break week, so y'all might be kicking. Let's say you and your wife and CJ went out on a, on a lovely night for dinner, right? It's going to look like a real Batman scenario. Let's say y'all went out for dinner, right? And some hoodlum walks up on y'all and say, drop it off, drop out everything you got. And you reach in your pocket and you pulled out a banana, right? And, and the, the, the guy slapped the banana out your hand, and while he was slapping it, you reached out. Then you pulled out a gun and you shot the guy. You saved your wife and your child. It all worked out fine, right? Mm-hmm. Right, but mm-hmm. the question Faith is going to ask you is, Jason, why in the hell did you pull out a banana first? This is what y'all are telling me. Well, it don't matter that Conchar. Yeah, it does matter to me that Conchar is the first man coming off the bench. Don't pull out the banana. Pull out the no. Don't pull out the gun either. That's a horrible analogy. Shout out to John Moran. But <laughs> but y'all get what I'm trying to say, man. Why are we pulling out bananas when I got a gun in my back pocket? I I don't know. I, I what I do know is that is that it feels like whether it's our whether it's our weekly segment on the show or whether it's on this show, there there is always whether it's Zaire or John Conchar, somebody that you want X'd out. Like that is your that is your main criticism of the team and of Taylor Jenkins. Whether it's again Zaire that's on your eye or Conchar, if they're winning the games, I I, I well I, the only reason I bring that up because you're framing it as. Jason or anybody that's listening doesn't care that Conchar is the first one off the bench, which, which isn't true. It's it's an eye roll thing. But to mm-hmm. your point, if it's still getting done and if Roddy is getting 26 minutes, then we are seeing a bit of a change where he's realizing, hey, man, this young guy can come in. Listen, I think the reason he doesn't just X guys out and, 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 and be done with them and send them to the back mm-hmm. of the bench is because he's figuring at some point 
he may still need them in the playoffs. I might have to wipe you off and dust you off and put you in again. And, and listen, exactly. And listen, uh, why, right now, you and I, and I think rightfully so, both have more confidence in Roddy than we would Conchar. The way he's mm-hmm. playing the game is, listen, when, when I get to the playoffs, who's the one that's probably going to be the guy that can hit a three-pointer for me? Mm-hmm. Maybe it is Roddy. But he's playing it where I'm not just going, like you said, put this guy in the back of the pantry. He's got all dust on him, and I'm dusting him off for the first time in the playoffs mm-hmm. because at that point, Roddy ain't ready to go. So I think I'm I'm with you. I think it's too much for Conchar right now. I'd put him next mm-hmm. to almost next to nothing, but at least have him out there a little where. Hell, because you. But again, man, with no Brandon Clark now, it's almost. And I realize it's it's a different, but it's almost. Man, you're stuck in terms of uh, personnel rotation like some of these guys are gonna have to be out there whether that's a zaire or a concha because they're down to so few bodies but um and, no, man, I, 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 I can't come in here after three straight wins and and dump on uh and dump on them too much on them, man. I, just, I just can't give them a ton of props either bro i'm just I'm I, no, I feel you. i mean you beat look you beat a team you're supposed to beat mm-hmm. in dallas twice twice i mean i don't care if no Kyrie, no mm-hmm. luke i don't care where the game is you're supposed to handle it so that's just right. you took care of business. Now the Golden State mm-hmm. one, you know, you can argue with the way that team, you know, has had yeah, yeah. that was a little bit tougher. But like, right. if I'm arguing your point, I could say, man, what man and them three wins, they didn't really done nothing. They won all season at home, and they handled business against a bad Dallas team on the on the road right. that didn't have its two stars. If I was arguing your point, um, that said, we're both we're both clearly satisfied right. at least for now with where the Grizzlies are standing after these after these previous three. Let me say this too. Let me issue out an apology. Um, I've been saying for a while, uh, free Junior Lawton. I've been saying, that with, <laughs> especially with Brandon Clark out, that man needs to get on the court. Brandon, uh, I'm sorry, Junior Lawton got some minutes um, yesterday. Jason Smith. He looked, he looked fine. He was able to put the ball in the basket. But the man looking like he's six months pregnant, man. I mean, I mean, let's just, I mean, and I have to apologize that I've been wanting to get him out there. I see exactly why he hadn't been able to get on the court. Um, Junior got to get that together, man. And, and mm-hmm. I think he – I'm not going to say that's the reason why he's kind of not playing, but don't give these people anything and he's, you know, to stop you from getting on the court. And he definitely has picked up because he lost a lot. He looked great coming into the season. Yeah, he's he lost like, a lot already, but you're yeah, right. Yeah, looked like he got – looked like he ate uh, – like he might have ate uh, – what was John Morant partner? Uh <laughs> What was John Moran Fred and don't play for him? <laughs> oh no, not the, the boy from Murray State. Shaq Goodwin. Middle like he had an eight a two-piece Shaq Goodwin and uh, no, Shaq Shaq Buchanan, fool. You talking yeah, about Shaq, Shaq him too? <laughs> they both hey, I said Stubby Cloud. That's Stubby Cloud. What's the little point guard, a little white guy that can shoot? That's Stubby Cloud. <laughs> he was the hustle version of Stubby Cloud, though. The kid from Arkansas or wherever yeah. it was. <laughs> like Junior ate them dudes, man. But anyway. I do apologize. I've been pushing the, the junior Lofton agenda. Dusty Hannah, that's his name. Dusty. Our producer, Drew Baird in the back. Dusty Hannah. I think the junior may have literally ate the dust off of Dusty Hannah. Well, we're going to get, get him in better shape, man. I, and that kid is going to be at some point a contributor. If he can. Oh, that's my guy. Uh, hey, uh, he's, he's a baller, man. If anything, he can put the biscuit in the basket. And take the basket out of the basket is what he's doing right now. A little bit too much of he's nope. leaving the basket. Yep. Yeah. No, he's he's uh he's got a ways to go physically. There's no question about it. Um, moving on. Of course, you listen to Grind Season uh, on the free Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. You can uh, find us. Just search for Season Grind S Z N. You'll find us easy. 
on that free Odyssey app or wherever. Like we said, you get your podcast, download, subscribe, uh, like all that for us. Uh, now we're on YouTube. You're seeing our background. You're seeing Sane's beautiful, lovely home. You're seeing my wife's <laughs> office behind us. Uh, hopefully that'll give us a little bit of a pop too when y'all see the visuals. Uh, like we said, uh, this segment too, let me on John Morant. He is now reportedly in a Florida counseling facility uh, getting treatment. Uh, listen, I, I, I suppose this might have happened right after the original uh, flashing of the gun on Instagram a couple of weekends mm -hmm. ago, but officially Powerade has pulled his you know, likeness from the brand's website. I don't think nothing I've seen officially has said they've severed ties yeah. to John Morant. Yeah, after that out a little bit. Signed him earlier this month, but uh, yeah. but it's off the court issues continue to have, you know, real repercussions, real consequences, and we know that right now, set aside what he's possibly lost in terms of, you know, the campaign with Powerade, possibly All NBA, and be forty million on a max extension. One of, make, one of the three All NBA teams. Uh, hopefully, he's getting the help that he needs. Saying, I asked my barber this. I'm gonna start here. Um, even if you know at 23 years old that okay, something's got to change for me, right? I, I, this is a, I've got a bad pattern here. Mm. Clearly, the, the wake behind me tells me there's got to be a behavioral change at least. Uh, if it's alcohol or something like that, mm. how tough is it? How, how tough is it to realize at that age that you have an issue if, if, if you don't feel like you've really, you know, the, your life experience is so short and small. If you, right. if you haven't really hit a rock bottom, and, and despite, you know, what he possibly he may have lost, we're not even close to a rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Can real change occur is what I'm asking you for a guy that's John Morant's age, that's been given the power, the money, everything he's had. Can it can it truly happen? You know, at this age for him, can the can the help that he's seeking, you know, really help him at, at right. this point? Can you really change is the question. Well, I'm glad that you opened that door. We did not discuss what we would and wouldn't talk about before the show. I'm glad you opened that door and I'll proudly walk through it. Um, we live in a culture where people are kind of afraid to talk about stuff or assume things. And I'm perfectly fine making the assumption that this counseling facility or whatever John's doing, I believe it has to be connected to some substance abuse. I mean, I mean, let's just have an adult conversation. It's okay to, in my in my mind to assume these type of things um if you go back to the original statement that john made when he said that you know when, when this thing first went down and john put out his situation he said basically i i have stress and i don't deal with my stress the right way mm -hmm. and substances are typically how people deal with stress the wrong way whether that's a healthy relationship with that substance or an unhealthy one and it's funny because we've seen john do things over the years under the influence <laughs> of, you know, some known substances that we see, you know, whether it be Casamigos or whatever we're doing, and we laugh at these things, we joke about it. You see the gifts coming out of, of Ja. Uh, what was he doing? I think he was he took he shot a, a, a quarter of Casamigos into the rim, and you know there was a you know a video about that, and they started calling him Casamigos Morant and all these type of things. And we laughed at those things and we laughed at him, you know, being belligerent or doing whatever on the plane or on the bus or on a boat or wherever he's on the beach or whatever he's doing. But we didn't ask the question, what if that's what if that could be a problem with John? Am I saying he's in a counseling facility for alcohol? No, but I'm just making an assumption based on things that have been in front of my eyes for the last four years since John's been here. 
You know what I mean? And and he the, the night that in, in question where he allegedly had a gun, he clearly was drinking and he was doing what people do in the strip club, which is drink and enjoy the women of the evening. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. But if it's something that he doesn't have control of, I'm totally down with him doing what he has to do. And you ask the question, is it a difficult thing to do? Yes. Especially at the age of at a young age like that. When you feel like the world is in your hands, when you feel like you're invincible, when you feel like you're untouch untouchable, when you finally get touched, Jason Smith, that's how that's when it becomes difficult to you. And you have to figure these type of things out. I'm glad that he's taking the initiative to get these things done. I'm glad the Grizzlies are holding them accountable. I'm glad the Grizzlies, to, from what I feel like, what I see, are not making him feel like a criminal, not making him feel like he's the world is over, making him feel like there's an open door. But they're they're holding him accountable to do what he needs to do. No rush on time coming back. At least it doesn't seem like it is. Um, but I think it's a very difficult situation. I think that it's something when these type of words come out, counseling facilities, and he's away, he's in Florida. He ain't sitting. He ain't sitting at home on a Zoom call. You know what I mean? <laughs> With some therapist or whoever talking to him this is something where he's away from everything away from the noise away from his boys away from his family away from his child you know what i mean to do what he has to do so uh that that makes you that sounds off alarm that, that rings a bell to make you think that this is something that he's really battling with and he really needs to take care of and uh i'm pulling for him i know you are uh, i know that everyone listening to this show uh wants to see him come out on top because like i said it it does Definitely seem like this definitely has to be something difficult when you are this mega star, this mega NBA star in the making that we're seeing take leaps and bounds. You know, um, Nike shoes. Nike has nine different colorways that we've seen of this shoe. I just saw a John Morant box sliding down the ice slide in Utah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I saw this, man. You know what I mean? I saw the shoe go online. Only exclusive people could buy it. And, Hey, this is where we are with y'all, man. And, and, I, and I know that uh, being humble, being in a situation where you feel, you know, like you don't, like things are slipping out of your grasp, I'm sure that's a difficult thing to do. So uh, I want to look at it from, from this point of view. I, I um, with, with Jive, we're, we're discussing this. I, I have a, a confidence that the Grizzlies organization, knowing, you know, what it does about Jive, knowing sort of his approach prior to this mm -hmm. will put the right things in place to to support him in terms right. of trying to trying to, to change trying to mm -hmm. you know to to not go hey maybe i don't i don't stay out to as brevin said i don't stay out till 3 a.m hey maybe i'll just out to midnight you know that was that's real that's a fun night to me if i stay out to midnight jason smith i'd have some fun man so what either way, whatever it is <laughs> i don't have any doubt that the grizzlies will adjust and have the right lane for him. My concern saying is this, if we're talking about an alcohol issue, is the group, the support system outside of the Grizzlies? Because I'm, a, I'm gonna speak from my own personal experience. When I, when I finally hit an age where I realized, bro, I gotta stop drinking because I have an issue with it where I can't stop once I start. Um, right. The change was going to be more difficult if, in this case, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm just pulling back the curtain on my family, my wife didn't decide with me, you know what, I'm going to stop too, because we used to keep alcohol in the house, right. and my wife at that time where I'm going through it, if she doesn't decide as part of her support of me that she's going to stop too, I know that journey might be tougher for me. So back to the point, 
I, what my concern is a higher level of concern saying is once you go outside the Grizzlies for job, that support system, I know there's been a lot of talk about his family and everything else, but I'm talking about everybody around him. When you're 23, like for me, when I had to stop, had to cut off a lot of my friends that were yeah. drinking, not because I didn't yeah. like them as friends anymore, because if I'm in that situation with them, I might be more inclined to have that drink. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's me in my late 30s, early 40s, taking that long to figure out, okay, right. this is what I need. So my concern peer pressure, levels, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So my concern levels for Ja once he's outside that Grizzlies organization, when he goes back home or when he decides, you know what, I do want to go out with my partners. Are they going to have that proper level of support? Are they willing to uh, you can't ask them to stop. Yeah, you want to drink, man. What want to drink? And are they gonna have your back? Are they gonna make it tougher for you because they're drinking in your face? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's the that's the issue because man, it's one thing when you talk about work and having to change for work. You do that because you know what that right. you want to keep them checks coming. It's another thing when you're talking about outside of work when this is what you've been used to doing. Your boys and folks are still doing. Heck, maybe even your family is doing it because it's normal. You know what I'm saying? It's normal. It's social. It's part of it. And so if, again, we're talking about an alcohol issue, I just I'm so concerned about not, again, what the organization is going to do for them. They're going to make the adjustments. It's going to be what this young man's support system outside of that, that they can make it tougher or easier for him. And I just hope that they're prepared, you know, to try to do their part as well, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I know the Grizzlies are going to try to do everything they can. Yeah, man. Like I said, and we're we're kind of throwing stuff, you know, we're not we're both just two kind of experienced guys who kind of know how the world works, you know what I mean? And there's nothing out there saying that Ja has an alcohol problem. But I mean, let's just be real. I mean, like we started out by saying that, you know, this that's the most likely scenario to me. Like this well, we, we we were applaud like like you said, you touched on it, man. We were applauding the man when he was drinking the tequila on the way to the all-star game. We're saying yeah. grown man, grown man can do what he wants. We're yeah. not criticizing that, but what we never it's take never question out, can he really we're doing that is right mm-hmm. that it may be building into something where a young man that seems to have everything else all figured out, especially on the court, might yeah. not be able to deal with what comes right. with that kind of right. You know, I, I'm pre- I'm prepared to get flack, I'm prepared to get kickback, especially with something you're putting on YouTube. But I mean, come on, man. Like, it's not like we haven't seen, like you talked about the family structure. It's not like we haven't seen T belligerently drunk at games. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, fucked off drunk at games, man. And like, you know what I mean? It, it, getting interviewed and, 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 and full of it. You know what I mean? So, um, I know I know we're, you know, we live in a society we're not supposed to assume things, but I'm, I'm perfectly fine with assuming, hey, this, this looks like a classic substance abuse issue. You know, and what that substance is, I don't know, but if I was a bad man, I would say it was drinking, I, and, and I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't, and if people get upset with that, that's cool. I have the right to have my opinion to to assume what I want to assume. If I'm wrong, hey, I'm wrong. But regardless, what it is, if it's I'm addicted to these streets, I'm addicted to whatever, whatever, if, if, whatever it is. Like we talked about when we first talked about this, whatever it is that John needs help in, we support you, man. We want yep. you to come out of this. You're you're a young king in this city, man. This the city is in the palm of your hands, and this entire NBA league could also be as well because you you have a un unmatched, unseen before level potential as far as star power in this league, where you have this urban street hip hop type appeal, and you have this crazy appeal you have towards kids of all ages, size, creed, color, whatever. And we don't want to see you blow that, man. And, and we don't want to see your life yeah. be any less 
you know what I'm saying, quality than it should be. No, it's about being the best version of, of, yeah, of for um, sure, man. Yeah, no for question. Sure. That's what we all want to see. Um, of course, you're listening to the Grind Season podcast here with your boys, Jason Smith and uh, Anthony Sane. Uh, you can follow Sane on Twitter at Sane Asylum. You can follow me at Jason Smith929. You can get the podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Grind SZN season. We do it twice per week. This is the first of this week. We'll have another edition for you later on this week. Uh, Grizzlies, we know, uh, uh, still on the road. Got Miami coming up. They're going to go to San Antonio mm-hmm. after that. Uh, now on to our final segment, uh, who brought the seasoning. We've got three games to select from, a nice little nice little, uh, 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 nice patch of games to pick mm-hmm. from in terms of uh, sample size. That's what I'm trying to get at. So, uh, uh, no, with no, without further ado, who brought the seasoning, whether it's good or bad, uh, saying I'll give you the floor for the Memphis Grizzlies who brought the season or anybody who brought the season. Jason Smith, I'm gonna tell you a story to start this and all. This is our first YouTube episode. So I'm gonna make sure I had I want to come in prepared. I ain't gonna lie to say I came in prepared, but I thought about this when the show first started and it's in my head and now we're gonna roll with it. Jason Smith kind of like John Morant. I ain't come up, I ain't no private school kid, man. I had a daddy, you know, worked hard. Mama, bump both my mama and daddy worked, you know. We do we, we we did what we had to do with what we had, you know what I'm saying? And 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 you know, now I'm out of it and i'm you know whatever but we would get a box of stuff sometimes jason smith a box mm-hmm. of just random food items you know what i mean that would come from different agencies or people would donate food towards because my mom it was i was the youngest of five kids and my, my mom and daddy ends and always meet so sometimes we get stuff donated to us you know what i'm saying and inside that box jason smith this isn't a seasoning per se but in the black home it kind of became one and that, that item I'm talking about, Jason Smith, is butter, all right? Yep. Now, the butter I'm talking about that we was getting in this brown box, Jason Smith, it wasn't the parquet. It wasn't the land the lakes. It wasn't. Oh, what's no. Another, what's another? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't crab. Crab got a butter. Crab got a butter, right? Uh, and it wasn't Kroger brand? It wasn't even Kroger brand. It, it wasn't. It oh. wasn't uh, uh, I can't believe it's not butter. It wasn't none of that, Jason Smith. It was a big, huge block of butter that was a, looked like a Belvedere block of cheese, yet bigger. It was what you call government butter, Jason Smith. <laughs> and the thing about that government butter, Jason Smith, it was hard to melt. It didn't melt like regular butter. When it no. melted, it had a little oil in it. You, you could kind of see it separated. It, was, it didn't melt solid. You could kind of see the parts going their own way. The water, the milk, the, the, you, the oil, everything kind of goes its own way once it finally started melting in the grease, uh, Jason Smith. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And something else about that butter, you can sit in the refrigerator forever. And you can just sit there forever. You would think it ain't doing nothing. But it's some magic inside that government butter. And if you try to spread it on some bread, some toast, it's just a hard, a hard fight, Jason Smith. And, and the person I'm giving my season to is a young man that kind of shaped like that government butter, Jason Smith. Kind of got the same skin complexion, kind of got the same build as that big block of government butter, Jason Smith. You, are you with me yeah. so far? I'm very much when with you. You got him. You kind of had to put him in the pantry because he wasn't quite ready yet. But when you need him, you got to get you a hot knife to really cut through him and break him down. And you know your bread going to get tore up because that hard butter kind of tear up shit. You understand know what I'm saying? And that mm-hmm. person I'm talking about is big body david Roddy, my guy david Roddy, the best of all these bums that they have that they said that they ain't missed they don't miss <laughs> david Roddy has been phenomenal the past three revelation years, especially the yeah. last two 
uh, career high, 20-something points of the night, had 19 uh, in the last game against uh, Dallas. If he could only play Dallas every night, David Roddy would be an all-star. Um, but he's he's been doing it all, man. There's something I said about him at the beginning of the season, and I stand on it right now to this day. There are guys who their entire life, they've been alphas. They've been the best player on, the, on every team they played for, even mm. if they played for a small school. Guys like a Kendrick Davis in Memphis. I guarantee you, if Kendrick Davis plays for anybody in the NBA, he, you're going to see him have big moments because he's got an alpha mentality. There's something about David Wright that I said. I'd rather have a guy who isn't as good to isn't good enough to be a star in the NBA, who has to learn how to be a role player, than to have a guy who's been a role player all his life, then ask him to be an NBA role player. You understand what I'm saying? When we talk about David Wright versus Zaire, I always said I got way more faith in Wright because he's a guy who's been the guy who's you know who's a go-to player. Everything goes through him. You know, every big shot, everything goes to him. I'd rather have that guy who's not good enough to be a star, like I said, in the NBA. I'd rather have him learn how to adjust, learn how to find his niche, because there are a ton of guys like that in the NBA. Most guys who are role players in the NBA were stars at some level in college. And um, you're seeing it. You're seeing him adjust in real time in front of our eyes. I'm super excited. He brings a ton of energy. He's a, he, They're using him as a small ball power forward as well, Jason Smith. That gets yeah. me super excited to see that. Um we thought Brandon Clark was undersized. I'm not sure how tall David Roddy is because he's listed as 6'4". Some places I've seen him listed as tall as 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, I don't know because his his girth – excuse me, pause. His girth kind of makes him – well, you can't really tell how tall he is. But he's he's been phenomenal the past two games. Energy, getting to the basket, getting fouled. Brew being a bruiser. There are a ton of undersized power forwards in the league, and he's a guy who I think – uh, rather be as a small forward, power forward, even a little shooting guard. David Wright has been phenomenal. He definitely gets my season this week. Uh, yeah, he's still, I butter. still he, trying to melt that joint. Great, you because he that's what he is a big old block. Uh, you can't <laughs> move him and he don't melt. Oh, uh, the block. football player, man, whether quarterback or whatever, like the man's physical, he's a leader out there. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Saying to me, he's the example of why you cannot write folks off, especially at this point. In the yeah, season. yeah, you can, yeah, you around here. <laughs> Because you were right. First off, it was all the rookie bums. He was in the group. Now he's the best of the bums, according to you. So he's moved up a little. But that's my you never You've never heard me say anything bad about You had written off all the rookies. That man, stop. You were done with that. As far as being ready for the playoffs, man. And that is the point. If if you write off some of these guys, then Roddy wouldn't be giving you this now. That's why you can't write off Zaire just yet. It's quite possible that that man is a straight bum. But you can't do it just yet. We possibility. We wrote we wrote Santi off last year. If that's not an, there's so many examples of writing. We wrote off Xavier Tillman this year. What are we talking about here? Yeah, we saw signs of Roddy being a Hooper last year, though. We, I, I understand that, and, and we said it looks better than Laravia and everything else. But the point was, man, there was a point this season where you said, man, you ain't getting nothing from this rookie class. They're not playing them. They look like you know. And now you've gotten two straight games of real contributions from Roddy. My 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 point is not, oh, this guy's gonna stick, and it isn't. It's just that with this. With where they are at this point in the season, with the personnel they got, you just can't write anybody off right now, man. Especially around these, uh, around this organization. All that said, you got like, uh, my guy is is Flower. You know how Flower you put it, it's underappreciated. It's it's where Flower is responsible for the consistency. It's mm-hmm. responsible for the texture. Uh, Thicken it up a little bit. And my my flower man, and, and he's about to say another thick motherfucker. He's <laughs> exactly that a thick a thick. Dude up in the biceps and everywhere yeah. else. 
and he was back home uh, uh, this weekend down in uh, in Texas is Desmond Bain. Just mm-hmm. the consistency of flower, man. Twenty after a what seven point game against the Lakers, very disappointing effort. He goes 21, 25, 23. So he had combined forty eight in the two Dallas games. It's really what he's doing too as a playmaker. Six, eight, and seven assists. So he totaled twenty one assists in the three games. Average seven assists. So became was playmaker for you, was consistency for you, and at a time that you most needed it. So I, I knew, you know, I, I jumped on Roddy too. I figured when he was when he was going down, I said that man's getting the seed. But I knew Sane was going to have David Roddy, so I wanted to make sure. And David Roddy was the flash these last two games, the sizzle, the headline. As far as I'm concerned, he was a revelation. But want to make sure we're giving flowers to a man who's super consistent again at a time they need. Jaron even a little up and down. Tyus offensively yeah. a little up and down, even though Ty's been great as a playmaker. Bain, yeah. Bain has been right there when you need him uh, here these last three games, and hopefully it continues uh, for the Grizzlies uh, as they continue on. What, a couple days they've got the Miami Heat. Then they go to uh, – they got Miami on Wednesday. Then they head down to San Antonio on Friday before they're back here against Golden State on Saturday night. That fourth – man, that fourth Golden State game, we didn't talk about how – you know, Dylan Brooks and how, you know, you got to get, you got to tip your cap to Dylan for that how performance. Did the then? Well, we did it right after the Lakers. Remember that we did a Wednesday, the, our, we, our second podcast the week last week was Wednesday. We did two quick ones, yeah. Yep. So we didn't catch, we can't, we were coming off the Lakers loss. So we didn't get into uh, Golden State, Dylan's performance in that one versus Draymond who would set him up with the whole, you yeah. ain't, you know, you're a clown. Got to tip my cap That's to Dylan. Right. We'll talk about on your show, but we ain't did a, a grind. Exactly. Season. We did that on Friday yeah, on my yeah. show on the radio. What we talking uh, about now? Got that. Yeah, well, props props to Dylan Brooks, man, because I thought he he responded well in that one. And then we'll get the uh, we'll get the fourth installment of the best rivalry in the NBA uh, coming up next Saturday when Golden State comes back here. Grizzlies will be trying to even the series, the regular season series, at two two. But we'll be back long before that Golden State game, like we said. Grizzlies have got Miami tomorrow. Uh, that's going to do it for today's episode. Again, we'll be back later on this week. Uh, for my man, Drew Barrett, our producer, uh, his great work. For my man, Anthony Anthony Sane, the true talent here. I'm Jason Smith. Uh, until next time, stay on your grind.